ocean salesman. What's wrong with credit? It's all fashion. Charlie here an Anvil salesman. Your firm give credit? No, sir. Nor anybody else. Cash for the merchandise. Cash for the button hoods. Cash for the cotton goods. Cash for the hard goods. Cash for the fancy goods. Cash for the soft goods. Cash for the noggins and the pickings and the furkins. Cash for the hawks at Cascan Demijohn. Cash for the pickles and the flippers and the flypaper look. What do you talk? 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 Alrighty, Mr. Music Man. I'm going to cut you off right there. Wasn't that cool, though? How Patrick just memorized all of that? Way to go, Patrick. I have the entire scene memorized, but I doubt you want to listen to it. That would be just torture. Yeah, for, for our audience's sake, uh, maybe not. But that was still really good. Yay for Patrick. Let's give some snaps. Let's get some snaps up in here. <laughs> uh, uh, welcome back, everyone, to We're Just Friends, episode four. Wow, we made it to episode four. Yeah. How do we do that? Wrong. How did we do that? I don't, nobody knows. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. I'm here with the... <laughs> I don't even know what adjective to describe this person. He is... He's also a mystery. Godlike. I'm here with the godlike Patrick Stoddard. And I'm here with Piper. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Much appreciation. Um... I'm really, I'm really, 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 I can't express enough how excited I am for this episode in particular, because if anyone knows me, I love movies, I'm a movie buff, I feel like I know everything about movies, even though I don't, and so does Patrick. Patrick really likes movies, I think. Uh, I don't really know Not him that well. as much as well. Piper, but yeah. Yeah, I don't really know Patrick. He's kind of a stranger, so I don't know how much he really likes movies. We just but... met each other on the street a couple days ago. Yeah, I yeah. Think I think she's schizophrenic. I don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think Patrick might be uh, a hobo. I don't really know, but I have a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just get a vibe from him that he's, uh, he's a hobo, so way to yeah, go. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Patrick, do you read the Bible? Yeah, yeah. In fact, there's a quote I like, Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man <laughs> oh is beset by the inequities of a selfish and the tyrannies of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I shall strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you shall know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Po, 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 po. <laughs> Let's get some snaps. Let's get some snaps yeah. for Patrick being able to memorize that again. Way to go. Yeah, for those who don't know, that is a famous quote from uh, the Quentin Tarantino film Pulp Fiction. Oh, amazing. Which is one of my favorite movies. It's um, There are a couple of different storylines. That was um, the quote I just recited was from... Jules played by Samuel Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, and him and Vincent are two hitmen mm-hmm. in the movie. Very good movie. It's by really the way. good. And I I completely forgot uh, before I allowed you to recite that awesome quote. <laughs> I forgot to explain what we're doing for this episode. So today I wanted to basically have like a top five list of our favorite movies of all time. And so Patrick and I have written down our top five with some honorable mentions before number one. So we're going to start at five and then go to one. And one is like our favorite movie of any movie in the universe. 
And that was Patrick's number five. Patrick, would you like to explain why you like Pulp Fiction? Because that's your number five spot. Well, it does have a lot of humor. And also, um, the characters that I mentioned earlier, Vincent and Jules, they have, um, especially Jules has a very interesting philosophy. And I I don't want to, you know, spoil the movie in case some of you have not seen it. Mm -hmm. But it is, it is very funny. A little bit inappropriate. You can tell, like, they're, they do make, especially in one scene, some jokes that aren't exactly, like, with the times, like, it might have been more acceptable then than they are now. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, Quentin Tarantino always makes spectacular films, and, yeah, they're wonderful. If anyone is godlike, it's Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's fantastic, and, um... I have a question for you. So, a lot of people think that, because it is, an, I guess, an ongoing theme in Tarantino films, and I know Piper is a huge oh, Tarantino I film. I adore his films. But uh, there's a th- there's like a rumor going around that Tarantino has a foot fetish. I knew you were gonna ask that. I knew you were gonna ask it. Ooh. Because pretty Spill much in like every single one of his movies, there's something that has to do about feet. Whether it's like them walking through a hall and like talking about like massaging people's feet and like comparing that to like other acts, and or like there's one scene where like dude like fondles like this one woman's foot for like the entire scene yeah and like there's just other tons and tons of like foot related stuff and it could just be like oh here's just like an insert thing that he just does kind of just as a gag sort of a repeated gag but you know yeah it's um it has become a meme uh the the tarantino foot fetish because like patrick said every single one of his films has has some sort of foot reference. You see a lot of feet in his most recent film, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Again, no spoilers for any of these movies that we'll talk about, but there is a lot of feet. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, if you want to watch a Tarantino film, I think Pulp Fiction is definitely the way to go if you want to watch one. Um, And I'm going to have another preface thing before I begin my top five as well is that many of you listening aren't going to agree with these movies or like these movies. It's our opinion, all right? And it's just for fun. Yeah. We're just saying, we're trying to pitch you these movies and let you know that the these are like masterpieces to us and why we like them. So just sit back, relax, let us talk about get our- some Yeah, get some popcorn, get some soda if you like soda. Um, get a blanket- and then put all that crap away because we're getting serious, okay? We are we are talking about the best movies of all time according to uh Pepe Tavez and Patrice Stoddard. 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 <laughs> um is that all you have to say about Pulp Fiction cuz I'm excited to talk about my number 5. Yeah, that's about okay, it. Okay, cool. Yay, Pulp Fiction. My number 5 Patrick uh also has this on his list, but just a little bit higher. Uh, I put Shawshank Redemption because yeah, it's that's an amazing movie. It's fantastic. I'm gonna say all of these movies are fantastic, so get ready for lots of like amazing, incredible, like all of those adjectives describing these movies well, yeah. because we yeah. both are like obsessed. But Shawshank is like pretty up there. Yeah, if you like Morgan Freeman, if you like Tim Robbins, if you like the whole feel of prison life and trying to escape from a prison, 
um, you'll like this movie. It has an old-timey feel because it takes place in, uh, I don't even know when it takes place, like 1940s? It might be like 1950s. Not 50s. Uh, well, I'd say like closer, like 40s maybe because yeah, I one, think, um, yeah. Oh, I was, I was about to say a spoiler. But yeah, don't, nope, I let's not spoil it. it. Let's not spoil it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's got a really good villain too. I think a villain is good in a movie when you just thinking about the character makes you upset. So it, there's a yeah. really good villain. They have some really good scenes, like the rooftop scene. Yes. If you guys know, like the rooftop uh, tar scene. Yeah, where they're like working on the roof. Yeah, that's a really good scene. And overall, the story is really well written. It's written by Stephen King, who's another one of my favorites. And it's just, oh, it's so incredible. The story is fantastic. It's also like pretty well paced. Like, you know, like there's some movies that like half the movie is just like them standing around doing nothing. Like I feel like Shawshank Redemption is like the pacing is very well. Like, yeah, I was gonna say. Just kind of. Uh, you said exactly what there, I there thought. There isn't a point where like there's always. Sorry for interrupting, but there's always like something that is happening, some like little detail that you can pay attention to. Whereas like some other movies just have like blanks that that you that you just like sit there and don't really have anything to view. Yeah, I was. Um, you said exactly what I was gonna say about this movie is that it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you on the edge of your seat yeah. the entire time. There's always something happening. And it, it's just really exciting. So please go watch Shawshank Redemption if you haven't. It's exquisite. Um, they did a great job. Um, I don't, is there anything more you want to say? Because, I, I mean, if you look at your number four, you'll yeah, see. Yeah, my number four is Shawshank Redemption as well. Shawshank and Redemption. Just... Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so... What she said, like, how it's just a great film, great actors. Morgan Freeman does a spectacular job, Ugh, as always. Phenomenal. I have to watch that movie at least once a year to be a sane person. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Okay, I don't know. I feel bad for, like, going to my number four right away, but it's because your number four spot was Shaw Stank Redemption. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, don't mind if I do. I'm excited to talk about this next one. Um, my number four spot might seem girly, but I'm going to prove that it's not. It's The Princess Bride. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I know why you're doing that. We're not going to go into that. Um, the, the Princess Bride, I feel like everybody likes that movie. I have not met someone yeah. who does not like The Princess Bride. Now, for any guy that's listening, you're probably like, oh, what the heck, this is for a girl because it has the the title, like, Princess Bride. Like, what even is that? Well, I'm telling you to shut up, okay? Because I know plenty of dudes. I kind of like that. You like... It's not a bad film. Yeah, no, you see, even... It's for everyone. It's for kids, it's for adults, it's for men, women alike. What's not to like? I mean, you have awesome characters, you have an awesome story. It's a classic upon classics. It's an 80s movie. I adore The Princess Bride. Is this another kissing book, Grandpa? Is that what? What'd you say? Remember the one kid in the movie, he says, is this another kissing book, Grandpa? Oh, yeah. Is this another? I didn't hear what you said before. That's why I was like, huh? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> what? Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. It has a lot of elements in it, like romance, adventure. Um, it's got some intense moments. It's got Humperdinck. Whoa, spoilers. <laughs> what was the spoiler? <laughs> Um, 
And uh, like we talked about in the last episode, I think we discussed the marriage. Marriage is what Mawage brings us together today. Us together today. <laughs> so please, if you have not seen Princess Bride, it's a classic. Please go watch it. Okay, I'm done ranting about that movie. Please go on with your uh, number three spot. All right, and uh, number three you actually heard in the beginning was <laughs> a music man. He's a what? He's a what? He's a music man. And he sells cleaning nuts to the kids in the town. Big Tom Bones and the Brad Tat drums and the big breast piss, big breast piss, and the piccolo with piccolo with two forms, two and a shango, bread and a coat, and a big rap truck going, well, I don't know much about bands. But you know, I, I don't know this man. Trombone I don't know him. I, uh, I don't know who this is. Please get him <laughs> away from me. <laughs> but yeah, number three is the music man, which uh, for those who have been living under a rock since John Philip Sousa. Um, (laughs) Music Man is a musical, like, it's also a movie, and I was, um, I participated in it in uh, high school. Excuse me, excuse me, we both did. Oh, and, and the wonderful Piper also (gasps) did, except you couldn't see it. Oh, yay. Or you weren't supposed to. Excuse me? Well, because you were in, uh, you were in stage crew, so you weren't supposed to be seen. Yeah, I was supposed to be um, a ninja behind stage. I was wearing all black. And that was my senior year musical. So that was really yeah. fun. Um, but to explain but, uh, explain what, what is it about Music Man that just, like, draws you? Why is it number three spot, Patrick? Why is it? It just, it also, like, it has just timeless music. I mean, granted, the hero is kind of the villain. Like, if you really step back to think about it. And, like, if you don't know what it's about, it's, um... The music man is this guy um, who he is a scam artist. And so he'll like go to a town pretending to be a music instructor and say, yeah, you, you have to pay me for, you know, instruments and everything like that. And then he'll just skip town with all the money and everything. And um, yeah. And then things happen. He found finds Wav and Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, like Patrick said, the music is great. There's some bops in there. And now he's singing. <laughs> Lord help us all. <laughs> this kidding. is going to just become me like reciting things. Yeah, this is the entire time you're going to be reciting everything you've memorized. <laughs> and I'm yeah. here for it. I'm so here for it. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a... Uh... I had a supporting role in a musical this past fall, so I could just, you know, say all my lines from that without any context. Yeah, he played the most sweet old man, which I just said old man, old man. <laughs> and let me just tell y'all listening right now is that Patrick is the most old man already. So the, the I part I, was... I have the soul of an old man. He does have the soul of an old man. And so, he, just seeing him with his, like, gray mustache and his gray hair and his glasses and his, like, stage makeup, it was, it just fit. It worked for him. So, also, okay, sorry, I just, <laughs> random tangent. I went to go uh, see him back from school. I went home for maybe a weekend or something to see the mm-hmm. musical because I wanted to see my younger friends perform, like Patrick. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the show that I was at... And Patrick came on stage. He like looked at the audience and winked in my general direction. Yeah. And I was like, "What?" Okay. In my defense, like I had 
bought like four different people tickets. Yeah. And they were all like in the same general area, including my family. So it wasn't just directed at you. It was directed at like everybody. Just kind of a, I'm here. Yeah. It made me laugh really hard. And I was alone watching the show because nobody wanted to go with me. What a loser I am. Ooh. Yeah. Oof. And uh, so some, the guy that... um next to me kind of turned to me when I started laughing because Patrick winked at me and I was I just started like laughing out loud and he was I don't think I heard you well no because I tried to be quiet but obviously the people next to me could probably hear it so I was like oh shoot gotta gotta be quiet there so anyway that Uh, was yeah uh, I would like to uh discuss everything in that musical in a future yeah we'll uh we'll we'll get into our musical days in high school because Sadly, we both of our fun. musical days are over, as far as we know yeah. currently, due to everything mm-hmm. happening. And uh, before I get to my number three spot, I just wanted to say the quote of the day, because it has to do with movies. I picked it out. I have a poster of her in my room, meaning the person that said the quote. So here it is, folks. It says, everything I learned, I learned from the movies. Audrey Hepburn. And I hey, could not agree that, more. That relates to what we're talking about. What? It's like we totally planned that out, but we so didn't do oh, that. Oh, I don't even know. No, I don't know. Not at all. This is all improv. It's truly all improv. We're not kidding. I mean, you can probably tell, but... <laughs> yeah. And uh, with that, I'm going to get into my number three. This one might be a long rant, because I feel so strongly about this movie. And I think most people know. Um, my number three is Labyrinth. A lot of people don't know what that movie is. Let me explain. Nope. Labyrinth is the most mystical, magical movie with great characters. It was produced by an awesome man. It has David Bowie in it. And y'all know that I'm obsessed with David Bowie. I will. That's a discussion huh. for another day. I love David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, But David Bowie isn't the reason I put this here. It's because the story is really cool. There are are puppets throughout the entire thing because it's a Jim Henson movie. Jim Henson is the guy that created the whole Muppet franchise, the whole Muppet company, the whole Muppet everything. So it's a bunch of puppets that look like goblins and creatures. And it's just, oh my gosh, it's so cool. The sets are awesome. The music, it's kind of like a musical in a way. And I so bop to these bops. I'm just saying. I I don't think I've ever seen it, but yeah. I don't think you would like it, though. Oh. Only because it's really weird, and it truly explains why I am the way I am, because of how weird and bizarre the story is. I mean, it's literally about this girl who's really ungrateful, and in the beginning of the movie, she's like, I wish that... My little brother would be taken away because he was crying and stuff. He's like a little baby. And she's this teenage girl, super ungrateful, bratty kind of girl. And then the Goblin King, who is David Bowie, takes this little boy away and says, if you want him back, you have to go through my labyrinth. And the entire movie is her meeting like these puppets along the way, these awesome creatures, these characters, and finding the little brother. And um, yeah, the music is odd. The whole vibe of it is really odd. The story is really, really, really bizarre. But I adore it. I have Labyrinth pencils. I have Labyrinth, like, merch. I I can't describe how much I feel, like, how strongly I feel. 
please watch Labyrinth if you haven't. It scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. But yeah. it's so worth it because you won't feel any other way while watching any other movie. This movie just gives you a whole new feeling. And the journey is really cool because you feel like you're on the journey with this teenage girl trying to find her brother. So anyway, I'm done. That took a really long time to express my feelings for that movie, but I, I adore it. So yeah. I'm Speaking done. Speaking of uh, good movies that are strangely and just, well, just bizarre in general. Ooh, um, I know what you're going to say. number two spot is the incredible, the wonderful, the magical Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Which is a movie that I really hope more people watch it. it yeah, is seriously. Like, that's like a that's a serious thing. I hope that more people know what that movie yeah. is. Sorry, continue. I'm interrupting your time. <laughs> I feel like it's a like sin that not enough people have seen it. Exactly. Because... Um, I mean, maybe not if you're, like, younger, younger, because there are some scenes where they make <laughs> jokes about, yep. <laughs> like, the uh, the lighthouse scene, the lighthouse scene, that might not be good for younger viewers, but, but um... Like, I just, sorry, I want to let you explain what's so amazing about Monty Python and the Holy Grail, because yeah. that's in my honorable mention section, but I want you to, like, it's just so good, I'm sorry, I'm getting really excited. <laughs> So, um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is a take, a, um, satirical take on the legends of King Arthur and the Holy Grail. And, um, it's made by Monty Python, who is a comedy writer, and he's wrote things, written things like Monty Python and the Flying Circus, which I also like, but I haven't really seen very much of, um, mm -hmm. or Monty Python and the Life of Brian, and then, of course... The most famous one is Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which um, yes. it's a pretty old movie. It's like, I want to say like 60s, 70s, sort of. It's definitely a really old movie. Yeah. And it is kind of interesting, like how they produced it, because they actually had a bunch of budget cuts, like right near the like when they started filming. And it's an ongoing joke where uh, whenever they ride around, they don't have horses. So they just have uh, coconuts that they've cut in half, and their servants are just um, um, clicking them together. So it goes da 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 Or like, yeah. Like that. Exactly. And um, the reason for that is because they were originally going to have horses, but then they ran out of money midway through, like, <laughs> Big well, when rip, they were going to start making it. And so they just resorted to coconuts, and... It, like it's be it, that's one of the reasons it's, it's funny. It's just like it's hilarious. And it's funny also because they pretend that they're used on horses. Like so, when they're in scenes, when they're on their horses, and then they like are getting off, they'll say dismount, and they'll like move their legs <laughs> like they're dismounting a horse. It's so good. It's the best. It's so brilliant. Yeah, it is. So, it is very good. And like they're like I remember I was actually watching it with Piper and this other friend. And this other friend, she hadn't seen it before. She actually like called me out because like every single scene, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this scene." Every single, oh my gosh, I can I testify. Every single scene that came on, Patrick said, "Yeah, I, I love this scene. Oh my god, I can't like yeah. what?" And he just freaked out about it. <laughs> help! Help! I'm being repressed. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I'm just gonna get into it a little bit is that Monty Python has. The type of humor in this movie is just 
different from what you're used to. It has what people would call British humor. So yeah, it's just, it's honestly one of the most hilarious. Yeah, it's still really good. And it's one of the most hilarious films I've ever seen in my life. I almost put it on my list, but it's in my uh, honorable mention. So yeah, you did. It's my number two. Yeah, it's your number two, bro. It's your number two. Uh, Should I get to my number two? Quite a change from Monty Python, but it's my favorite Disney movie. And I couldn't not put it on the list. I had to put this one at number two because it deserves the number two spot. I think Emperor's New Groove. Oh, sorry. That's the number two spot. But the Emperor's New Groove and Labyrinth were at like tied yeah. for number two spot. But uh, Emperor's New Groove is the most underrated Disney movie out there. You can prove me wrong. Maybe Treasure Planet as well. But Emperor's New Groove is so funny. Treasure Planet's good. <laughs> Treasure Planet is good. Emperor's New Groove. There's something about it. Like... The art style is really cool. Like, the animation is just so different. Uh, the way it just looks very geometric, and um, they really emphasize certain colors and schemes. And, oh, it's just... It's really pleasing to the eye to look at, first of all. I don't think I've, I, I don't think I've actually seen it. Well, let me tell you, Patrick. How about you sit back and relax and get all that okay, junk and, and uh, let me tell you about how good it is. And I'm trying to sell these people, including you... But you should watch it. I'm trying to, like, pitch this movie to everybody on this earth because it deserves to be known to every single person. Mm-hmm. So, we'll have to have a movie night or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. First of all, art style, brilliant. Second of all, it's one of the funnier animated movies by Disney, in my opinion. Because the I just they make little jokes here and there, and there's just little quirks about it that's so... They just make me laugh because I'm an idiot. So the humor is great. A lot of Disney movies have like those kind of quirks and everything. They do, but not like Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove is a different feeling to it. Different type of groove. Yeah, it's a different, it's a new groove. The Emperor's New Groove. And (laughs) (laughs) so humor is good. Third of all, David Spade, the comedian, voices the main guy, Cusco. And I love David Spade, so win-win. And then fourth of all, the story is also good. I think all of these movies I picked for my list because the story is just fantastic. Emperor's New Groove is the weirdest thing. A guy, this emperor, this jerkaholic, totally just the meanest person ever, turns into a llama because his mm-hmm. this like <laughs> assistant woman Isma is trying to kill him, but instead turns him into a llama on accident, and he has to like get to the palace. It's the weirdest thing, but it's yeah. so it's comedy gold. It's fantabulous. It's spectacular. Fantabulous. There is no other way to describe it. Okay, I'm done with Emperor's New Groove. On to the honorable mentions. <laughs> honorable mentions. Number one from Patrick. <laughs> Number seven, Burger King foot lettuce. The last it's thing not you a movie want. Piper. Okay, all right. I'm just trying to be <laughs> funny. It's not working. So for my number one mention, I chose the podcast. <laughs> we are just friends because oh, it is God. on an MP4 <laughs> file. Therefore, it's technically a video. Therefore, it's a movie. It's not, not a actually, movie. But... It's not. But I agree. I mean, it's pretty much on, I almost said what movie my number one is, but it's it's on par. It's, I mean, it, that's a very bold assumption of you to uh, say, but yeah, it's, uh, this podcast is quality content, guys. Amazing. 
we are incredible podcasters already. So yeah, beat that po- podcaster. Yep. Yes, ma'am. But uh, in all serious, in all seriousness, yes, I said that. Uh, my <laughs> one honorable mention is the movie "It's a Wonderful Life." And good, good, good. That's a that's an old movie. That's like oh, uh, it's really old. Is that fifties? I'm gonna look that up real quick. Yeah, look it up. Um, <laughs> we did not prepare for this at all. Yeah, so it came out in 1947. Wow. So it's an old movie. Very old. Very, very old. I actually haven't seen it, but I've been told to watch it by many of my friends and family. Don't worry, I'm gonna get to it, alright? Jeez. Just hold your horses. We'll we'll watch it on the movie night. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, And it's a pretty big uh, Christmas movie. Like, we've always watched it on, um, uh, you know, like... Christmas. Christmas Eve. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, uh... Yeah, so it's a it's a very good story. Like it, the moral and everything. Um, I can't really get into the plot. Yeah. Very much for spoilers, but it's um about this guy who really wants to travel and see the world, but every time he gets ready to do that, he finds some thing like holding him down, and like he it feels like he's going one step forward, two mm-hmm. steps back almost, mm-hmm. and. It's, yeah, and it's about, like, family and, like, what really matters and, like, what you want to do rather versus what you should do. And just, like, you could even, like, I always wanted to, like, go into a uh, in-depth psychoanalysis, like, of the main character, George Bailey, because it is so interesting, like, the decisions he makes and, like, the life that he leads with his family and everything. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. And if you have not seen it, it's fantastic. 100% recommend it. All right. Good, good. And what's on your other honorable mention list? I have like four movies on my honorable mention list and you only have two. So that's kind of embarrassing. Well, I have some up in my brain, you see. Okay. All right. Um, Let's hear them. Let, spill the Another tea. one is Star Wars A New Ope. <laughs> he, nobody can see it, Patrick. <laughs> I know, I know. He wrote. I can. He see. wrote "ope" as an "ope" instead of "hope," uh, because yeah. we're from Wisconsin and we say "ope." So, wanted to clarify that. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you don't know what Star Wars is, no, come on, everyone knows what Star Wars is. <laughs> we are the biggest Star Wars fans of them all. Nobody can top us, prove us wrong. I'm here. Just come. Uh, just come, prove me wrong. Fight me. Fight um, us. Yeah, so Star Wars is about this one dude named Luke Skywalker. Yeah, we're not gonna get into we're not getting into the whole <laughs> the whole okay. the whole story of Star Wars. People know what Star Wars is about. Come on now. Come on. Yeah, and the main character is this one floppy ear dude who says Misa all the time. <laughs> Misa Jaja Binks. I can't do the accent. <laughs> Misa Jaja Binks. Sounds like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. That's a good movie, too. That is a good movie. It's one of my favorites. But didn't make it on the list, though. Um, But why do you like A New Ope more than all the other Star Wars films? Because there are nine of them. I feel like the acting is pretty good. And, like, I mean, the graphics don't don't really hold up to, like, modern day, Because it's one of the older ones. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not bashing it for that. I'm saying, like, the new ones are fantastic. Like, no matter what your, like, opinion on the story, what they've done with the franchise and everything, you have to admit, they look beautiful. Like... Yeah. They definitely do an amazing job. Yeah, right. Um, But, like, what I was saying before, like, the graphics aren't the best modern day, but, like, for that time, it was like groundbreaking almost exactly like exactly. it was pretty big um yeah and i don't really have much to say on that because i'm sure most of you at least know what star wars is yeah yeah uh, another I mean, oh sorry i just was gonna say that star wars a new hope <laughs> is uh one of the better films in my opinion and uh i just think out of all the movies that definitely is one of the uh the good ones mm-hmm. so yeah, go watch it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And another one is... Um, this one is kind of tied for honorable mention. Avengers 1 and Avengers Endgame. Just Those because, are really like, good. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that, too. I can't, you're predictable. Yeah. You know that? Oh. I'm offended. Oh. Good. Well, I'm kidding. <laughs> I kid. Um, but yeah, I mean... and. Like Star Wars, these don't really need much of an introduction. It's superheroes. Yeah, it's the graphics what's not are to love amazing. about the Avengers series. I, I guess there's a lot, but it's so epic. Iron Man 3. It's the most epic film, and Game is so cool. Yeah. Oh, that last fight in Endgame. I'm not gonna spoil no, it. No, we cannot. We oh cannot talk gosh. about that. That brings up a lot of emotion for me. I can't. Oh go my gosh, that, that was awesome. <laughs> Did you cry during Endgame? Are you kidding me? I cry in every single film ever. Even if it's a happy movie, I still cry. You know why? Because I'm a wimp. What? I'm a Pisces. And Pisces cry a lot. So. I'm your piper. Ha ha ha. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't cry, but like I did get like emotional. I was going to ask if you... I knew, like... I was going to ask, really but I, I know that you don't get emotional in movies. Like most people don't, so... My first honorable mention is Forrest Gump. I love Forrest Gump. Of course. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't know, again, anyone who doesn't like that movie. I think most people like Forrest Gump. Stupid is as stupid does, sir. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Exactly. It's got Robin Wright, and she's really hot. (laughs) It also has Tom Hanks, and I love Tom Hanks. I'm obsessed with that human being. Um, it just, I don't know. The story's really cool. He plays the character. Like, Tom Hanks is honestly one of, like, my favorite actors. Me he too, just, like, bro. Me too. He such a variety. He's such he a just chameleon. He plays, like, such a variety He's of roles. He's such a chameleon. So well. A chameleon. Come, 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 come. Chameleon. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I like. Like, what happens in the movie, I think it's really uh, extraordinary. All the things that he accomplishes, and it also makes me cry like a baby. So When you when you were, like, little, mm-hmm. and you first saw it, yeah, did you think that it was a true story? <laughs> I'm sure the first time, you know, because when I saw it, I was really, really young. So I'm sure I, I yeah. thought, like, oh, that was a really cool true story. I thought it might have been, like, based on someone else's life. And then my, I think yeah. my dad was like, no, <laughs> that is a fictional story. But it's still cool. This isn't movies, but I used to read this book series. 
called A Series of Unfortunate Events. I think there's a, now a Netflix series on, well, Netflix. Oh. And I think I read it when I was in, like, third grade, maybe? And I, honest to goodness, thought it was a true story. Oh. Which is funny, because if you ever read it, which I kind of recommend it, I, I tried rereading it, like, recently, and I'm like, I got, like, a quarter of the way through the first book, and I'm like, yeah, not a huge fan of the writing style. Like, maybe, like, when I was little I liked it, but mm-hmm. not so much anymore. Gotcha. But, um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> okay. Random tangent, but yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing with the class. You're very welcome. I'd like to share my other three honorable mentions with the class as well. Uh, my next honorable mention is Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. I like all three Indiana Jones, and I say three, even though there's four, because the fourth one doesn't no, count. No, 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 there's, there's not four. We're not mentioning We are not that. counting the fourth one. The fourth one sucks. There is no fourth. What fourth Yeah, one? what fourth one? I don't even know what I'm talking huh? about. Uh, I like all three of the films, but The Last Crusade is obviously the best one in the series. It gives you... I like the first one. Okay, the first one and the, and the third one are, like, my favorites. The second one is alright. I still yeah. like it, but whatever. Uh, the Last Crusade, it has... You know, anything with Harrison Ford, I generally really enjoy. Harrison Ford is... so Like, he doesn't play that much of a variety yeah. when it comes he's to roles. Yeah, he's not a chameleon. No, when it comes to his roles, though, he's very confident, very. I feel like. And, like, he just kind of steals away. It. Like, nobody could can, as we've seen in other movies that have played the same characters as him, nobody can really, like, have that charisma. Oh, yeah. And just, like, gusto. For sure. That Harrison Ford brings to those uh, movie roles. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, nowadays, because Harrison Ford is getting older, he really doesn't like interviews, he doesn't like talk shows, he really, truly tries to avoid things like that. And that well, makes me sad. I think they... I read somewhere that throughout from like the second Star Wars movie all the way to the third one, mm-hmm. he was trying to get Lucasfilms to kill his character off because he did not like like being that role. He just didn't like it. Yeah. And so he wanted them to kill off his character. Yeah, well. Oh, but, Harrison yeah. Ford. He's quite difficult with the media. Um if you've ever seen him in an interview, he's very vague. He doesn't say a whole lot. And it makes me sad yeah. because I really like Harrison Ford. But he, you know, he's past his prime. He's had his time and uh, that rhymed. So. Hey. Hey. So Indiana Jones, I'm pretty... I think Indiana Jones is my favorite series besides Star Wars. I love... I cannot express with enough words in the English or Spanish language, how much I adore Indiana Jones. The entire adventure is great from beginning to end. Except for the fourth one, so. Uh, Which doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) The next honorable mention I have is what Patrick also had on his list, which is any Star Wars movie, but specifically the original trilogy. I like those the best. The original were just fantastic. Yes, the original, original... As original as it gets, we're fantastic. Carrie Fisher is my queen. I like Mark mm-hmm. Hamill. I like Harrison Ford, like I've previously mentioned. Um, I, I, Captain. And <laughs> my <laughs> last but not least, but we already talked about it, I won't say much more, is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's a, a great film. Please go watch it. Yeah. 
Okay, so <gasps> the number, number one. one we already know. We already um, people that know us really well already know our number one spots. But we we have to take a lot of time to talk about why they're our favorite because we just, yeah, I'm just gonna let you have the spotlight. I'm sorry, I keep stealing it. All right, so my number one is drum roll, please. The um, it is the Godfather Part One. Ooh, and what a surprise! Yeah. And it's a amazing movie. Like the acting with everybody in it is just phenomenal. <laughs> that word, yeah. I can, I can oh my English. god! I've never heard you mess um, up a word that badly. <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry. Go on. Um. Uh, yeah, it's uh, about the uh, uh Italian family that owned the mafia, pretty much. And they have, like, really good lines, and the just, like, the set in it and everything mm-hmm. is very well done, very good acting, and, like, it's kind of those movies that, because, you know, like, a lot of more modern movies, they try to flesh out their characters and flesh out their environment by just overfilling it mm-hmm. with dialogue. I mean, but with these movies, like, especially older movies, they would cut back on the dialogue and express thoughts and feelings using scenery. Yeah. And an excellent um, addition to that is in The Godfather, there is a repetition of oranges, which I'm not going to spoil what happens, but if you ever watch the movie, look for the oranges because the oranges always symbolize something. Good to know. That something is like coming. And it's really just like interesting i also wanted to point out that um i'm just gonna roast patrick really quick just as a side note patrick spoils things really easily so the reason why he keeps saying i'm not gonna spoil anything is because he spoils things really 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 easily it's like paper thin like i could literally just like drop something on it and i'm just gonna like say (laughs) harrison ford is luke's father Yeah. But Harrison Ford is not Luke's father. Yeah, but I don't want to spoil who Luke's father is. Yeah, so we're not <laughs> We're not going to do that. I just wanted to quick roast but, you because you really are bad with not spoiling things. You spoil things yeah. all the time, especially for me. We'll be talking on the phone and you'll be talking about something like a a game or a movie or a TV show. And they'll just be like, this happens. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? So uh, that's why he keeps saying, I don't mean to spoil, or I'm not trying to spoil it, or I'm not going to spoil it. Because he does. He does all the time. Yeah. Continue. But don't worry. I won't spoil who Luke's father is. Don't uh, worry. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, wh- um, is there anything else you wanted to say about the Godfather? Because that was really good, what you said. Yeah, I'd say definitely, if you have not watched it, it's a little longer. I mean, it's so it's a trilogy. Mm-hmm. There's part one, part two, and part three. I have seen part one and part two, but I've heard mixed things about part three. And, like, I've heard some people say that, like, they watched it and it, like, ruins the entire series for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, now are you, like, afraid so to just, watch it? or A little bit. Just because, I mean, it's my favorite. But part two is also good. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much as part one, but part two is very good. 
Um, and I think each one of them is just over three hours long. So, hey, if you have nine hours to spare and uh, a good friend to watch it with you, then hey, nine hour long. <laughs> Call back to the first, I think it was the first episode we talked about, The Godfather. And Patrick was yeah. like, you want to spend nine hours with me? And I was like, I am not <laughs> spending nine hours with you consecutively. <laughs> that would take, that would make any person go crazy. No offense. <laughs> I'm already crazy, so none taken. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just gonna jump right into my number one spot. Uh, drum roll, please, from from you, if you can. Number one spot is the Goonies. I Ooh. absolutely adore, love, admire. Uh, what's another word for it? I don't know. I I can't come up with any more synonyms. The Goonies has always been my favorite. I have like a Goonies shirt. I reference the Goonies way too much. Um, actually, just a side note with the Goonies. Recently, Josh Gad, if you know who that is, he is an actor. He voices Olaf in uh, Frozen. He played uh, LeFou in the new Beauty and the Beast. Josh Gad yeah. is kind of a goof. I don't really like him that much, but he's doing this thing recently, or he has been doing this thing, where he gets old cast members together over Zoom and brings them together, and his very first episode happened to be The Goonies, and let me just tell you the emotional response that I had from it. I was laughing, I was crying, I was, like, squealing. I'm surprised that I didn't wake my parents up when I was watching it, because my entire childhood was coming true. I can't ex yeah. <laughs> I can't even tell you guys how happy the movie makes me, and how much it makes me feel. Or well, how, yeah. how, like, happy it makes me feel. And uh, the next episode he's doing is Back to the Future, so good on him. Actually, I've not seen Back to the Future. Oh my god! Oh no way! No way! Everyone's seen Back to the Future. Are you kidding me? You haven't me? seen The Godfather. I know, I know, and you can give me crap about that, okay? But Back to the Future is a classic movie. That's fair. I'll watch it sometime. We'll have just like we'll have a marathon. After this, we're just gonna have like a movie marathon. Yeah, we're we we're gonna watch a lot of movies together. I'm sure. Not that I want to, but I feel like. As a citizen of the Earth. You don't want to watch Earth. movies with me? What? You don't want to watch movies with me? No, I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm just saying that as a citizen, I feel like I, anybody should see The Godfather and Back to the Future. Um, when a movie makes you feel about something... Uh, and, or just not feel about something, I'll start that over. When a movie makes you feel something as strongly as it makes me feel... I don't know what I'm trying to say. But The Goonies makes me feel a lot. There's action, there's adventure, there's, like, just outstanding characters. The story is incredible. Mm -hmm. And I won't go on too much because, as uh, as you folks can see on your devices that this episode is getting long, I'll wrap it up. Yeah. The Goonies is fantastic. Please go watch it if you haven't. It's a classic 80s movie. And uh, I also wanted to point out that a lot of the movies that we have on our lists, as in me and you... Is that we both have older movies and not more modern ones. We have, you know, 80s movies, um, maybe early 90s, 2000s, whatever. So I just wanted to appreciate that we have older movies 40s. instead of... 40s. We have older <laughs> movies instead of um, newer ones. And that's because Patrick and I both like older movies. So anyway. Because I'm an old man at heart. Yeah. Yes, you are. And uh, oh my god, Patrick, we forgot the fact of the day. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god, we forgot it. Well, 
Talk, speaking of um, old things, did you know <laughs> that in olden times, 18th century, people actually thought that tomatoes were poisonous? BS. I don't believe you. No, no. Actually, it was because, um, <laughs> well, A, they're slightly acidic. And so that might have been a reason why. Also because they were plump and like red and they, I guess, so partly associated that with like poisonous plants and stuff like that. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Uh, you want to you wanna wrap up, Patrice? Yes, ma'am. All righty. Well, everybody, it has been a pleasure. Thank you, Piper, for sharing your amazing opinions on these spectacular movies. And you know what? And Thank you, Patrick, for sharing your passionate thoughts on on your favorite movies. I really appreciate well, you. you sharing you everything. Much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much, yeah. Piper. And thank well, you. Anyways, thank you all for tuning in and listen to us ramble about things we probably don't care about. Yes, thank you. Uh, and remember, this has been We're Just, just Friends. friends.